Trying to pick my favorite Republican candidate is exactly like deciding which, which STD would be just right for me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number six. With me tonight... 46. What? What? 46. 46. 46. <laughs> 46. 46. Jump back over a year oh, and a half, buddy. Man, 20. I, I just I say it out loud. Podcast number 46. All right, start this again. All right. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Podcast oh, the hell with that. Keep that. 46. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Podcast number 46. Podcast. With me tonight is Ian, Mac, Kimberly. Hey! <laughs> I can't wait till we get to podcast number 666. Do I hear $2, $2, $2, $2, or 3, 3, going once, 3, 4, I see 4, I see 4, 5, 5, I see 5, I see 5, sold to the woman in red. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't do that to me. I've been watching Storage Wars. Uh, All hello, right. welcome to Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 46. I'm your so host, how Brian. How are you doing tonight, Brian? I, uh, I don't know how I'm doing tonight. And I don't know how I'm going to make an opening out of that. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, leave it just as it is. That would be what I would do. <laughs> how are you guys this evening? Doing good. Kimberly, I'm pretty good. Okay, Kimberly is I, in a good mood, she tells us. I am. I'm in a good mood. Good. I, I've I've had scientifically based medicine done on my bird. Yeah, yes. And she is... She has a she has a spot on her back that got infected, and we have to treat it. But she's had surgery done on it, and he cleaned out all the infected tissue, so she should be getting better now. Good. And she's acting more like herself. So she was uh, doing her poor me cry over in the cage, not out of pain, but out of yes. But if I make this noise, you'll let me out of here. T t t t t t t t. She hates when I mock her too. Uh, Ian, what do you got going on? Yeah, not much. I celebrated my 12th anniversary yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, that's very good. And Kimberly? I'm just hanging. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving next week. I like turkey a lot. Uh-huh. And um, getting out of town for a little bit and just, uh, yeah, just enjoying things. Really good. All right. Well, let's... Uh, yeah, we, we record these on a Monday, and Mondays are tricky days. Yeah, they but, can be. But this one was okay. Well, that's good. I know, I've been my, I've been busy at work. I'm doing a lot, but accomplishing nothing. I, I hate that. So, yeah, it's been busy. So, we had uh, Chip Coffee in last week. Uh, Chip Co- Coffin? Coffin? Who was that psychic that was in town? I coffee, think I coffee. think it is. Yeah, Coffee. And coffee. We, and we, you know, we were going to go hand out bingo cards and all that, and psh, I got sick, and it didn't happen. But I've got these cool bingo cards now. <laughs> That's great. We actually we talked about that a while back. Yeah. What episodes. exactly are they? They're psychic bingo cards. Uh, the bingo cards contain a whole bunch of like keywords that psychics use, and so you just kind of hit them as they go. I don't think it, the bingo cards are different. I think they're all the same. But I, you know, they're they're just trying to illustrate a point. It would be great so, if you went to one of those and someone yelled out bingo in yeah, the middle of a reading. It'd be better <laughs> if everybody yelled out bingo. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> If the cards are all the same. Yeah, but we missed that, unfortunately. And so, But the good part about this is that now I've had some contact with the Atlanta IIG, and I've talked to their chairman. So that that's good to make that connection, at least. Awesome. Yeah. All right. If there's nothing else, let's get through the announcements. Okay. In your Colorado local skepticism stuff, I thought it was actually a little bit uh, empty uh, coming up to Thanksgiving, but we've actually got quite a lot going on. So on, this will probably come out, this will happen before the podcast comes out, but Tuesday, November 15th, there's Cafe Science and uh, at the Wine Coop, and they will be talking about the ecological landscape. Those are always great. On Wednesday the 16th, uh, Atheist for Humanity is doing a presentation over at the Auraria campus. I'm going to go to that, um, you know, give some support to our friend Eric. And uh, I'm, I'm interested, too, in seeing what the younger generation um, has to say about this kind of stuff. I think that they'll be fairly motivated. And uh, I know they invited him to come speak, so I think that should be great. Thursday the 17th, the Denver Museum of Nature and Science um, is doing their science lounge on the T-Rex. I'm going to that. That should be a lot of fun. And um, IIG Colorado is coming up this Saturday the 19th. 
Yeah, that's going to be a good one. And if that's not your cup of tea, we'll be doing drinking skeptically after that at Woody's. Right. Those should be good. That's down at that's down on Evans, right by Quebec. So um, there'll be some of us there coming on down, have some drinks, talk some. Oh, much. Woody's Pizza. Okay. Yeah, Woody's Pizza. And he, yeah, Woody's Wood Fire Pizza. Yeah. On Monday the 21st, Cafe Side 2, that's the one over at Brooklyn's, is going to be doing one on exercise. Um, that should be interesting as well. Then we've got some stuff coming up, um, and we don't have a lot of information right now, but uh, hopefully we'll have it by the next time. James Randy is apparently going to be in town. That should be fairly interesting. Um, I'd love to go to that, but I don't know what we're doing. I guess it's at the Mackey Auditorium up in Boulder. Yeah, so hopefully sure. we'll have yeah. some more money. We'll, we'll have some more information about that soon. Yeah, we're a little light on information there. The MythBusters, yes. Yeah, and then in January, uh, MythBusters Live, and I don't know too much about that one yet either. But I guess it's at the Budweiser Event Center in Loveland. Yeah, they, they've got some stage stuff they're they're doing, and there's some you know um, audience participation. I guess it lit. You know, it it, it was pretty neat. We were uh, my wife and I were reading about it because she uh, she told me the other day. She says I, I will go without you. <laughs> Like, well, no, I want I want to go. So we should we should be going to that one. That's cool. I'll I'll try to go with you. Um, Stacy hates MythBusters, and I watch it all the time. No, it's like the perfect background noise, and it always annoys her. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think she'll go to a live one with me. Yeah, but I, I would like to go. So yeah, but it, you know, it's Adam uh, and maybe Jamie. I'll third wheel with you guys. Yeah. Well, no, that's fine. That'll be good. Uh, I just. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, it it looks it looks pretty neat. Uh, it's at late at night though. It doesn't start till like eight o'clock. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not taking the kids. Good. All right, so that's what we've got for announcements. We've got our events at amateurskeptics.com. If you have anything you'd like us to announce, please go ahead and let us know about it. Uh, anything sciencey, skeptically ish, uh, or whatever. And uh, I'm, I, I, again, I, I think I've said this before. I absolutely adore Denver. There is always something cool going on if you dig deep enough. So that's our announcements for today. Yeah, yeah. And you know those announcements. You know they. I mean they can be. I mean hell, if you want to invite us to your bar mitzvah, we'll announce that. No problem. <laughs> we're going to bar. We're doing bar mitzvah. Huh? Yeah. It has to be a skeptical bar mitzvah though. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to talk about some science? Let's science. talk about some sciencey stuff. Yes. Do Einstein's laws prove God's existence? Ghosts. Ghosts. Oh, not dude, gods. Go- ghosts. You ghosts even exist. put this in there. Oh, man, I know. I, <laughs> I'm i not tonight. doing well tonight. Yeah. Welcome to Dyslexic Monday. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it you guys I'll tell heard you, of this the dyslexic gonna... atheist who, who believed there was no dog? Yes, I believe there's no dog. Thank you. Basically, the, this article uh, it was written by Ben Radford. And I pulled this off of, uh, I guess it's off of Yahoo. I don't know what the original source is, but I imagine Yahoo is not the original source. Um, but they're, they're talking about how people are using Einstein's laws to prove the existence of ghosts. And basically what it comes down to is the, um, is the conservation of energy. Basically, energy can never be destroyed. It can only change shape. And they're saying, so when you die, where does that all that energy go? And so, I, I, so they're completely missing the point here of, of, you know, what happens. It's like, you know, and they're saying, oh, this, this you know, it's a difficult question to answer. Nobody ha- really has an answer. It's like, well, yeah, we have a, a really simple answer. In fact, it, it goes back into the, uh, back into the environment. But it seems to me where it came from in the first place. Exactly where it came from in the first place. Um, it, it seems to me that they're, you know, cause they're looking at us like, you know, like we're a battery almost. And it's like, well, we're really not a battery. We we consume energy. Right. Our body transforms it so that we can use it, and then we, you know, expel what we don't need. And and then once we die, we no longer consume energy. Right. Therefore, we're no longer right. we're no longer have it coming in. Right. And it goes out and disappears. Right. But they perceive see, that's what one of the things that they don't get into is theoretically, if a ghost is energy. How's it keeping itself going? It would have to evaporate after a while. Right. That's what, you yeah. Know, we know that our bodies don't have enough energy to keep ourselves going for longer than a month or so without eating. You know, our, right. we will fall over dead and start swiveling up to nothingness. Well, the other but thing. somehow these ghosts for hundreds of years will have energy. Okay. Yeah. So why, why are you trying to use, um, Einstein's laws that govern the the clearly physical you know naturalistic world that we're able to you know to tangibly manipulate 
and, well, and because it gives really it a coating of risk. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, it's not Einstein's laws, first of all. Well, okay, it's, um, it's the <laughs> right. I mean, this 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 goes yeah. back a lot further than Einstein. We're we're talking about you know conservation of energy. Yeah, it's it's not Einstein. So I mean, that's you know, if you need a clue as to why the comments that these people are using are wrong, you can start there that they don't have the right history of the law. Okay, and. And and then all the other stuff you guys are saying is is another great reason not to buy it. Right. Sure. Well, the problem they they'd really like to use Einstein, right? Because why would you? If you can if you can make Einstein somehow believe in ghosts, that um you know it's the argument from authority, right? Which we would reject and say, where's the evidence? Bottom line. Bottom line. What I was going to say is basically they're using Einstein because it takes their theories about ghosts and gives them a nice fresh coat of paint in right. the color of respect. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they, they, they're, they're misusing the conservation of energy. And if ghosts exist, it is a, it's, it's supernatural. And Einstein's laws most likely wouldn't apply anyway. Right. So. Well, or maybe if they ghosts would. Exist, I don't know. Actually, if ghosts exist, they're not supernatural. They're natural. We just don't understand what the science behind them is. Well, okay. And that might be true yes. too. Yeah. But if, you know, I, I have to say that in terms of conservation of energy, it says that ghosts could possibly exist, assuming that there is some form of energy in the human body that, you know, the, the, the energy that you term a soul, right. but that doesn't prove the existence of the soul. All it says is, if there is such a thing, then the conservation of energy says that it might possibly become a ghost. Yeah. But so it doesn't they, prove it one way or the other. It just, it just extends the possibility. Right. But because they have believed this and decided this is how it works, that's why they carry around their EMF meters and stuff like that. Right. I mean, and it really is. Some of the comments point this out, the ridiculousness of the concept. So, again, let's let's pretend that they don't for a second have the, the definition of energy incorrect and that there is this energy inside of, of us that has to go somewhere after we die and, and they're terming that the soul. Okay. They're playing with definitions, but whatever we'll follow along. So is there, you know, is every single cat have a ghost too? And does, you know, oh, I mean, every living item would <laughs> yeah. have this same soul according to them. We, it's the we, life force. Duncan McDougall. with ghosts by now. Duncan right. McDougall right. said that, that, that they didn't have a ghost, that there was no soul, that the you know, animals didn't have a soul. That would say, yep. Yeah. Well, but, the, but I, what I they're going a... for here is not so much soul as they're saying. Well, look, we clearly your your energy. You have energy in you. That's how you're moving right. around. Yeah, their logic animals should doing. have the same energy. Okay, sure. I have a question. What kind of register on an EMF meter does a human body give off? It depends on the type of EMF meter. There are two types, at least two types. Okay. There might be more. Let's, let's talk about the EMF meter that they use in ghost hunting. Oh, they, well, okay, here's, here's the thing is that they will use both. Okay. And, but yet they don't, don't know which one is which just, half the time. Just ask the question. Just answer the question. Does okay. the human body register on that EMF detector? Uh, on one of them, yes. Okay. On one of them, but not the other. But both of them pur purport to be able to detect ghosts. It, yeah. Okay. The other one. So, was, what uh, is this energy in the human body, and what sort of transformation does it go through, where it can suddenly be picked up by this EMF detector, but it, but it couldn't necessarily be picked up before? Okay. If it ain't there in the human body beforehand, or can't be picked up in the human body beforehand, how do they expect an EMF detector to be able to pick it up afterwards? Well, but it can pick up the ones that there's one that can pick up. Um, the electrical fields from the human body. And yeah, but you see the point I'm making. I, I see here. the point you're making. Yeah. Well, you take the other one that 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 sees electrical lines. Uh huh. So so that's one that you can hold and you can kind of get an idea where the, where the electrical lines are. The other one, if you're holding it and it's registering something, it's probably registering you. Okay. So that's not real helpful in no, terms of trying to no, figure that out that where electrical lines are. You have to, you have to set down and not touch. So yeah. All right. And I, and I guess not all of them are using them improperly, but it, it, we've, I've seen it a lot. So I also love those articles that ask a question, do Einstein's laws prove ghosts exist? No. <laughs> no. You don't need to read any further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, but the article is good, and it's well-written. So, All right. Anyway, uh, you were asking about the original source of this. I have a feeling that the original source of this is LiveScience.com. That could be. And that it also gives Benjamin Radford's own personal website, www.benjaminradford.com. Well, and while we're plugging him, he's the uh, um, 
chief editor for Skeptics Magazine. So, there you go. We don't need to plug him, though, because his body already has its own energy. We discussed that. Yes, he, he is a, a living being, yes. All right. Do we want to talk about Richard Moeller? Let's talk about Richard Moeller. Okay, so I, this uh, – um, I'm bringing it up here. So Richard Moeller, um, he's a physicist from Berkeley, and he wrote the uh, book um, Physics for Presidents, basically physics that all presidents should know. Okay. And I've listened to his um, podcast of his um, um, of the class that he teaches, of the Physics for Presidents. So I, I so I've been aware of Richard Mueller. I was not aware that he that he was a climate change skeptic, and so it, everybody's talking about um, the the study that he just did, um, which is the the Berkeley Earth Surface Temperature Study. So basically, he was looking at um, all this, looking at data that's been collected by climatologists. He he I guess felt that they were misreporting the data. And so he got funding from the Koch brothers to do – part, partly funded by the Koch brothers to do this study in which after doing this, he found that, you know, that it matched up very well with several other studies that have been done. And, you know, it matched um, what the global – I don't know, NASA's data and somebody else's data as well. Um, and so this article was, um, was more talking about his differentiation between um, skeptics and deniers and – he he's saying that he's a skeptic as much as any scientist should be, um, but that there's a lot of climate change deniers out there who just will not change their mind based on evidence. But he feels that there's a lot of climate change skeptics out there who are looking at the evidence and will change their mind if, if they feel the evidence is good enough. So he was making a clear distinction about the two when they were talking about this article. I, I would say that that hasn't really been my personal experience with um, climate change deniers. Okay. So he um so basically he and he came down on the side of actually he came down as far as the side of saying that humans are you know are, have to be part of the equation. He feels that um it that that the uh what is it the I all these damn acronyms that that basically said that a lot of these organizations are overstating the actual um amount that humans are involved but he didn't but he he didn't deny that humans are causing climate change he still does not feel as that that it is as much of an effect as other scientists do i i do think that uh, this this article clearly says that that Mueller is at odds with the weight of the scientific evidence but you know that's it's difficult for me as a layperson you know you know it, as much as i try to read as much as i can about it i'm, I'm still not you know, anywhere where I could make a decision. So the article was interesting, yeah. and and uh, I I just I picked this article because it because it was a little bit different article than you know, uh, Mueller no longer climate change skeptic. You know, it it talked a little it was it was a little bit more in depth interview about about a couple of different pieces and not so much about the study. I thought it was yeah. somewhat of a very honest article. You know, it was him very much saying this is how I see it and. Oh, oh, you know, and I, I do like his distinction between the um, deniers and the skeptics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can see that. You know, the, the, and the way he said it, the skeptics come at from, okay, I don't necessarily believe you, but let me look at the information and see. While the deniers come at like, I know you're wrong, and I'm going to look at the information and point out to you how, how I know you're wrong. Right. Yeah, I, I appreciated that, too. And he very much said that, th that these were his opinions, uh, you know, of the facts, and he hadn't done a study. You know, looking at human um, involvement in climate change, and so he, so that was clearly his opinion um, at this point. But he's, of course, now being ridiculed by other people. You know, who were, you know, I don't know. We'll see. He, he'll never get that funding source again, I would imagine. <laughs> right. All right. I'm sure the Koch brothers are not too happy with them. Right. But they're not. I mean, I imagine they won't change their minds. But I didn't realize, right. you know, I mean, the, the Koch brothers are deniers that the Earth's temperature is even increasing. And what Mueller's data suggests and NASA's data and the other one that I cannot remember um, is that the Earth's temperature has gone up um, 1.6 degrees Fahrenheit, 1 degrees Celsius in the last 50 years. So the Earth so is warming. It doesn't warm. sound like much. That is a, you know. Noticeable difference. Oh no! It's yeah. I mean that, that it is a big deal. Yeah, you know most people think one degree, you know, temperature change. Now yeah, that's no big deal, but well, that one degree means you know icebergs melting. Yeah. Although I have to say I, I I've never quite understood, given that 
and maybe I'm wrong about this, water frozen or liquid has the same volume, doesn't it? Well, when it's in peaks, the sea levels will be lower. When it when now, it's melted, admittedly, the sea levels rise. It is impossible to get the water world. If you ever saw that movie, right. that, that's not, impossible. We're, we're not, gonna, not enough water. To yeah, do that. we're not going to create Noah's flood. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so. you, you can. You know, if the ice caps were theoretically to completely melt, a lot of beachfront reality would be in bad shape. Yeah, if the ice caps completely melted, the water would actually have would actually take up less space than it does in its frozen form. Water is the only molecule that actually expands when it freezes. Yeah, and floats. It does expand. And I think, yes, actually, I think the, I think the position, Ian, that you're actually trying to state is that it's not possible to sit through Water World. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that movie gets so reviled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I've had a conversation in in a kind of a tangent here, but, you know, I'm certainly no climate change denier. I definitely think that humans are involved in the whole thing. But I also do think that there is some yellow journalism that goes on that gets people perhaps a little bit more excited than they necessarily need to be. And some people want to make sweeping changes that may not quite be as justified. Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. I've seen some stuff that suggests that um, some of this is a natural process. It just happens. And, you know, there definitely, you know, can be a fair amount to that. I don't know how much, that I, I'm a skeptic in the level of exactly how much humans are involved and how much we've really affected it. I do believe we are, I agree that we probably have made it worse, but th- there's a fair amount of evidence out that says there's natural cycles like this that are just going to happen no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and while I believe that, I also believe let's not do anything that'll make it worse and make it, you know, rushed because that's not a good thing. Yeah, the other right. the other thing I think I think one of the big issues that maybe the conservatives have with this is that that w- people say um, the climate is warming and so we need to make all of these you know um, economic changes in order to combat it. And I think that that's really the thing that that ruffles their feathers the most um, mm. is is what people are saying the response has to be and and global warming and anti global warming are both almost a religious status at this point. Yeah. yeah. Except they don't have as much stained glass in their churches. Well, they, they, they don't have any. <laughs> Which is really kind well, of sad I, to think about it, because the stained <laughs> glass is kind of the only reason to go. <laughs> but what I, what I find very disturbing for myself is that it's that kind of there's no good guys scenario sometimes. Like when the, the side that says, no, listen, you know, Climate change is really happening. We need to we need to address this. We need to do something about it. And then they come up with things that, and maybe I'm wrong, but I have not seen the evidence for it. Stuff like carbon um, carbon trade offs. You know, you're supposed to buy yeah, carbon. Um, yeah, that that quite frankly seems like all bullshit to me. I don't believe yeah. that they're doing anything to offset the carbon I'm buying. I think they're just pocketing the money, and it's a total scam. Well, but those are the guys saying yeah. that it's happening. If they're scamming yeah. us on one thing, I think it's very natural to assume this scam goes all the way down the rabbit hole, and the very first piece of evidence is bullshit as well. Right, I, I think that's a natural reaction. I don't think yeah. that's a necessarily the right conclusion, but I just wish there was more. I just wish they were the good guys, you know, right. and not put these scams together. Like Al Gore, you know, I think has done a lot for stuff, but he's running one of these they companies. The oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, if I know you're lying about one thing, I understand where people are coming from when they say, I think you're lying about the other thing, too. Yeah. You, you just have to, you have to be golden, I guess, to, to get that real trust. And like I said, Al Gore is just one example of, he's failed the sniff test because yes. some of what he's doing is BS. Well, and, it doesn't mean that all of it is, but no. but at least some of it is. But a lot of the a lot of the scare tactics and data that he used was was terrible and didn't hold up to scrutiny. Yeah. And and it really just gave, you know, um deniers a lot of fodder because it yeah. because it wasn't very very scientific. But it did sell books for him. It it did. And it sold a movie. And it, yeah, and he got a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Nobel Peace Prize didn't get to be president though. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Okay. Good. Let's let's talk about uh, the one eighty okay. movie or document. Is this a documentary? From here? What what is this? Yeah. 
180 is a, he, he calls it a documentary, but um, it's a short film by Ray Comfort. Um, and uh, I'm not even sure how to describe it, but um, basically it starts off talking about Hitler and the Nazis. Goes into asking people whether or not they'd suit Hitler if they had the chance. Now, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. When you say he goes in there asking people, let's yeah, let's, let's be more specific people. and say he goes in there asking dumb teenagers. And before you jump to the <laughs> literally shooting dumb part, teenagers. Uh, the, good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, basically he goes around asking if people know who the Nazis are. Right. And a lot right. of them are like, who? Huh? Exactly. What? How like, many? How many people did he have to cherry pick before he found those people who said no? You do wonder that, yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, he goes around asking about Hitler and Nazis. Gets into the Holocaust. Goes into the question on if you went back in time and had the chance, would you kill Hitler? Then somehow he links it all to abortion. And then through the abortion thing, so is he advocating killing abortion doctors? <laughs> I'm asking. I, no, a fair he question. did not uh, do that. That didn't come up in it, but and 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 let's say let's 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 not let that go too far. I don't think Ray Comfort would do that. Right. But then, so but would he inspire people to? I hope not. I hope that that would not be part of his agenda at all, and I do not believe that it is. I, I don't think he's one to promote that. But then, after the abortion thing, he goes into his general rant about how we're, um, everyone's a sinner, lying, cheating, stealing, whatever, and are doomed to hell unless you find Jesus. Well, okay, but before he got to that, he, he I mean, he, the way that he manipulated his people. He, he gives them, you know, he, you know, he first he asks them, do you believe in abortion is okay? And then he compares having an abortion to killing Jews in the Holocaust. Yep. He, I mean, that to me is a huge leap. It is not the same thing. Right. And of course, every one of, he got every one of these people that he got to, you know, that he used in his fictional film was, was somebody who, who every one of them said it was a baby. It was a, it was a human life. And he, none of them said, well, it's a fetus. I do not think that is a human life. Nobody, he didn't get anybody who said that. One he, of them um, went to the rape and incest thing saying, well, I don't think it's, I, I think it's fine for rape and incest. At which point he said, well, my favorite line. Yeah. He went into how you cannot hold the um, child guilty for the sins of thy father, which basically tells me he's not a Christian and hasn't paid any attention whatsoever. He's to not a Christian. He's a Jew. Yeah, that, he starts off talking about him being a Jew. That's how he he's, a, he's Jewish. Thing. Let's say Jewish. Okay. <laughs> but. Uh, he goes into the sins of thy father thing, and it's like, wait a moment, um, that goes against Christian teaching because you have original sin, which is 100% sins of thy father. You go in, you look through the Old Testament, bastards are actually supposed to be stoned to death and can't get into heaven, but the parents aren't held accountable for any of that. It's the well, bastard child itself, which is 100% on sins of thy father. He said, he says everybody is a, sin, is a lying, cheating sinner until they find Jesus? Until they repent. Yes. Okay, so the these children are lying, cheating sinners by his own statement. These children in the womb are lying, cheating sinners if they're human lives. Okay, he didn't quite do that. No. Yeah, but they are. The, the I'm people, saying that he's actually he's actually said that. He didn't want to say that, but he's actually said that well, these children in the womb, if they are human lives, are lying, cheating sinners. Well, he did say all people are, more or less. And that, yeah, yeah, he's saying that children in the womb are people. Yeah, it gets a bit weird. You know, I don't think he's listening to what he's saying. But in the end, what he said, he even almost says this. If you vote for someone who is pro-abortion or pro-choice, you are no better than a Nazi. He pretty much says that at one point. Yes. Wow. And it's like, whoa. Because <laughs> he's telling them, well, make sure you watch who you vote for because, you know, we, we just proven that if, um, you, if, if you, um, you defend abortion in any, any way, shape, or form, you're a Nazi. So if you vote for people who are pro-choice, you know, you're a Nazi. He, he really, that, that's one of the conclusions he comes to in it. It's like, wait a moment. So, well, you know, it's. You know what, though? The SS had some great outfits. They knew fashion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Hitler ruined that mustache for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, but it, so, anyway. I thought, I thought that the way that he, his tactics, I thought, he, I, I thought it was reprehensible and I thought it was immoral. The way that he put these people on the spot and, and want, and instead of letting them think about things, you know, he's pushing them right. to get the answers that he wants. Right. He, he, right. he didn't want them to think It's, right. it's very manipulative. Oh, it's very manipulative. Very- He's a bully. He manipulates he's bananas and children and teenagers. 
he comes off as a nice guy, very polite, very you know sensible, and I I think that is well part of the not why sensible, he do nice but not sensible. Well, he comes off sensible. I didn't say well, he I, was. I don't think I said he, said he comes, comes off, off sensible. The way he talks, the way he presents his arguments, if you oh. don't have time to think about him, he comes off sensible. Okay, sure, sure. He gives the illusion of being sensible. Right. That work okay. for you, Brian? Yeah. Yes, I, I'm better I with that. You? Yeah. Okay. And that's part of the manipulation. It's it's a very manipulative thing. I, I wouldn't call he calls it a documentary. I wouldn't call it a documentary. It's a manipulative film, very much. He's you know, every stage of what he's well, doing. What, he's what documentary isn't a manipulative film, though? Okay, but this is a documentary in the same sense that Spinal Tap is. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's it's a documentary in the same sense that a Michael Moore movie is. A okay, it is. Not yeah, he, he Michael I, I think Moore. Michael is. Moore is not quite as bad as this. Michael Moore is going to I, yeah, and no. say, "Listen, you are going to, you know, um, he, he, Michael Moore can get bad. I, I've seen some weird links." Michael in his, Moore does as much. Get, I actually felt to, sorry for and uh, watching Bowling for Columbine. I felt sorry for Charlton Heston as he's sitting there, basically manipulating this befuddled man into saying what he wants him to say. Yeah, there, there was this, a few times Delta. where Michael Moore crossed the line, but he normally doesn't, you know, but Ray Comfort here, what, what Ray Comfort did in this 180 is cross the line at every turn. Well, Michael Moore, like I said, he'll cross the line, but not at every turn. He will, Michael you know, Moore does the same things. He's dishonest and he cherry picks. Yeah. And essentially what this 180 movie is about is essentially he's aiming this at the same age group as he's questioning. He's aiming this at, well, at young people whose minds are not well, made up. He's, he's also aiming at those who are already developed. converted. They, he basically is aimed at people who are not asking the hard questions. I, do you think he would want to talk to us on there? No, he wouldn't want no. to. No. No. Yeah, he, but no, I'd no, ask no. him the question about, well, if, he, if these children in the womb are humans, are they lying, cheating sinners already? Well, they and haven't been so, baptized. Good riddance. So, yeah. Good riddance well, yeah. to them. Well, technically, according to the Bible, you're supposed to stone bastards to death. So the only reason you would not want a bastard to be aborted is because you want to wait till it's born so you can properly stone it to death. <laughs> well, now, say, see, I'm actually, now I'm more in favor of that position. <laughs> oh, this is bad. All right. The movie is up there. Everybody should watch it, as difficult as it is to sit through. Kimberly. Yes. Not as bad as Waterworld. Harold Camping. <laughs> Our buddy Harold. Um, just a quick little note that he was, um, I guess, in the Seattle news. Um, he's not rapturing no more. Yeah. Um, he's apparently giving up on predicting the end of the world. He's um, his po- his his website um, has removed all of the rapture predictions, and it seems he's like kind of we survived hunt. October, we survived May, and. Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess we all are are good for now. And my um, understanding is he's not even doing his radio show right now. He's kind of gone. He's been he's service. been quietly moved to the side. Yeah, yeah. he's now, been quietly moved to the side so they can put somebody more tractable in in his place. Now, me and my dad were talking about this last night and realized it probably did happen. There really was a rapture, but it's some village over in Africa that no one's discovered yet. And a year or so from now, we'll find this abandoned village. We're like, what happened here? <laughs> You know what? I think the rapture actually did happen. Oh God! Who's and the all the people the who were raptured were on a boat named Wait, Mary Celeste. Who's the Who's the rehab woman that just died? Oh man! Oh, the, you have to go to re- what? What is her name? I don't know. What she just died. To. She was um. Uh, we were at work. Coming and up. I said coming yeah. up blank. Yeah, I'm, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, this song. You say I have to go to rehab. Oh yeah, rehab. Uh, Winehouse. Yeah, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I told I, at work. I was like, yeah, no, the the rapture did happen, and the only person he took was Amy Winehouse. Ah. Died of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just I just saw our yeah. our friend who's yeah. so I just bring him. He's funny. All right. And then my next one, yes. um, I thought was going to turn into a really big deal and that there was going to be all sorts of news blow up about this. And uh, apparently we've all just gone ahead and continued to snore. Hey, the um, and the Cobra Report both covered it. Yeah. Well, okay. Even Obama chastised him for this. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they, they have gone ahead and recertified one more time. Um, it's been done a couple of times already, apparently, that In God We Trust is our nation's motto. Um, I'm really I, I, I'm disgusted that they did it in the middle of 
we can't seem to get anything done in this country in Congress right now. We're trying to get jobs, bills, we're trying to get other things. But this passes, what was it, 239 to 9? Uh, yeah. And I mean, I guess, they, I guess they didn't notice the misspelling that, uh, that the second word was missing an L. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, I just, I, you know, I always thought that our motto was e pluribus unum, um, but I guess I was incorrect about that because this has been the no, motto for a, a while. Time. We all need to be reminded uh, since the Civil so War, often, apparently. We all that? need to be reminded every so often that our national motto is something more fitting to a third world theocracy than it is to what is supposed to be the greatest democracy in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, but Obama, he he was a uh, it, it, it was this interview and it's it's on my Facebook. Um, he gets up and he's like, you know, don't let Congress tell you that they don't have time to do these things. They got plenty of time. He says, what 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 have you been talking about this week? Uh, a baseball cor- commemorative coin and in and debating in God we trust, reaffirming is it as our national motto? He says, yeah, we in God we trust, but God expects us to get up off our butts and take and and take care of this stuff for ourselves. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was good to see our president, you know, showing a little backbone. Yeah. yeah. And plus the five Democrats who, who opposed the bill saying it was a violation of First Amendment prohibition against the establishment of religion. Well, it is, but it, it's been there for so long that you might as well grandfather it in. But it's not as long as yeah. they want us to believe. Well, it's 1800 something. No, that's that's when that's it the coin. was put on some things, but it was adopted cent. what in the in the fifties, right? Yeah, that was, that, uh, I think it's, uh, it became official in the fifties. Is that when we added? It was it not to on people. all our money till about then. You know, despite what they want to claim, no, no, in God trust was not everywhere until middle of yeah, last century. That's true. It wasn't everywhere, but it was on a few of the coins. I think it was. It, 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 on, it, it's, um, it's not as historic as they'd want you to believe. Right. Sure. And it's it, it comes it comes out of uh, a a wartime thing. Actually both times in the fifties and in the eighteen hundreds. In the eighteen hundreds it was the civil war that kind of had people very nervous and looking for answers. In the fifties it was basically the Cold War. Yeah. And yeah, coming out of World uh, there's War some really interesting the, stuff. Going into the Cold War with the Russians. Right. Yeah. And all the other godless communists. Right. <laughs> So there's a lot of interesting stuff out there about how these kind of things kind of came about. But, um, yeah, I just I was really surprised that there wasn't more of a stink. Um, I'm glad there was some. But, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm just shocked. I mean, I, I think your comment about third world nation is right on um, the idea that this does not violate the church state separation is ridiculous. Um, and it's, it's just so insidious. It's just, it's everything I can't stand about these people that they consider, they, they know how important this is, you know, that, that doing something as simple as putting these words as the national motto does forward their agenda and, you know, but they make it sound so innocuous and, and they try to kind of, I don't know, put it in there under, the flag of patriotism and right. Well, it's like the under God and the Pledge of Allegiance, which wasn't there when it was originally written. No, right. That's true. And I, I know I no longer say it. I've actually decided that you know, whenever I say the Pledge of Allegiance, I will just remain silent for that moment. I, I leave it out as well. Yeah. Uh, it's the same type of thing. They, they want it all there because it, it pushes their agenda, but it's not as historic as they want us to believe. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I I saw it and. Um, yeah, I I wish it hadn't. I wish we didn't have that kind of stuff going on in our country right now. Um, I wish they were working on other stuff. All right. I wish they were doing something of value. Well, yeah. it, that's yeah. I mean, and I, I, it is a waste of time to do that. The the baseball commemorative coin is a waste of time. They're wasting a lot of time, and and they're not doing any of the things that we really need done. So, all right. Well, maybe the do. baseball commemorative coins will create mint jobs. Shiny, but probably not. Uh, Mac, do you have anything in here? I don't. Okay. I think he does. Let's do, I, cause, cause I can't resist. Christian pastor says masturbation. I don't have, I have to admit, I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> Christian, Christian pastor. Pastor Mark Driscoll says masturbation is a form of homosexuality. We'll do that in sweaty balls and then we're done. Okay. Oh no, no, let's, let's, let's get through all this. Let's get down to past the, the Herman Cain stuff too. Okay. Right. So, anyways, his argument is that because the act does not involve a woman, men <laughs> masturbating or performing an act of homosexuality. However, if you masturbate with 
um, a woman. It's not um, homosexuality. What about to a picture of a woman? No, it, it, you, you're not doing anything sexual to the woman. So uh, even if it's the woman that turns you on, apparently you're still gay. Now, the interesting thing, I was thinking about this. <laughs> That's disappointing. And considering that Eve is was taken from Adam, Eve is theoretically a part of Adam, isn't the whole sexuality thing um, homosexuality to begin with? Cause, Ooh. <laughs> right, we should have no X and Y chromos, chromosomes. Yeah. Adam had sex with himself to begin with, and you know we're all offsprings of that. So theoretically, male and female shouldn't matter because we're all the same. And we also know, um, you know, going back to the fetus issues, we all start off as female anyways. So yeah. all sex, well, you know, th- 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 you could get into some weird um, theor- theories here about how all sex is really homosexual sex, and to actually try and start um, debating one way or the other is stupid. Well, here's the here's the problem with this: is that ninety percent of all men masturbate. The other ten yep. percent, no arms. Yep. Um, okay. Still find I'd like to know how he. I'd like to know how he came up with this. If he's watching himself in a mirror and being turned on by his own male body. <laughs> Because I have to say that yeah, I don't know that. No, I'm not that's turned on by my own male body. I, I, I don't. I find um, bathrooms where they put the mirror right in front of the toilet to have to be um, thought out by women because no guy would sit there and want to watch himself going to the bathroom. <laughs> so you know, I, I'm not prepared to take that one for my gender. I don't think that was. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that I, was I, I not designed at all. <laughs> The mirror is right there. You're standing you know, there in peace, looking at a mirror. I it's like, think, oh, oh, I'm going to look something else. I think it's worthwhile to check with Jeff Peckman, and he'll probably give us a yes answer to find out and see if the whole bathroom in front of you while you go into the, the mirror in front of you while you go into the bathroom may be an alien plot. <laughs> I think he'll give us a yes. If he won't, I'm sure Stan Romanek will. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, his the the this pastor's very specific, very odd uh, obsessions with things, and he's clearly spent a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I mean, you just you just can't cry out any louder of help me, help me! I don't want these thoughts. <laughs> I mean, he's so gonna be on our list one day of you know. Hey, I, I, I don't know if you can believe this or not, but it turns out that our our old buddy, Pastor Mark, got caught doing something. You know, who'd have guessed? Who would have okay. fucking guessed? I, I'm putting it down right now. I got $5. He's coming out in the next year. <laughs> well, Probably. legitimately, according to the logic here, you're the only one who's being honest out of the group. The rest of us are all gay as well, and so is the majority of the population. So we're all liars. No, so I, I don't like think people. everybody is. It's just, it's just somebody, anybody who thinks this hard about this kind of stuff is clearly wrestling. And, and let's not even go into the Mickey Mouse shirt. But, I mean, <laughs> That's fine. He's clearly got either too much time on his hands or he's not sleeping well. I'm just saying it's. He probably came up with this while masturbating. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he sits out, looks at himself in the mirror and says, wow, you're hot. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm sitting here. There's another paragraph here where he starts talk, telling people they should judge gay. They should judge gay people like Jesus. And he says Christians, therefore, must be judgmental like Jesus. I'm sitting here going, was he really that judgmental? I thought he was pretty much into the love everybody thing. No. You know, no, turn no, the he other was cheek, extraordinarily judgmental. Oh yeah, he was extraordinarily judgmental. It's uh, again. I mean, you, you really, if you read the whole New Testament really carefully, you have to conclude that he was schizophrenic or a couple of different people. And because he's, a, he's not consistent in his message at all. It goes no. in all sorts Ooh. of different things. He's absolutely right that at times Jesus is very condemning. He's very, there is no way to the Father except through me. You're going to hell if you don't follow me. And then the next minute he's like, and, you know, just be nice to people, dude. It's all good. You, you're I not talking an, about the same guy. I watched an interesting article where this guy was basically a narcissistic, or not an interesting article, an interesting movie. A documentary where this guy was basically a narcissistic sociopath, and he said, "You know, I believe after reading the Bible, I believe Jesus was a narcissistic sociopath too." Yeah, <laughs> well, the, he was a fundamentalist Jew, and I think people forget that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, surprise people cherry pick from the Bible. Did you know that happens? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I've never done it. <laughs> You've never done it? No, no, it no. happens. It's out there. <laughs> 
I, I like the last article where they're basically saying that he's a poor excuse for a pastor. <laughs> and let he who is without sin cast the first stone. I actually was a little, um, it's funny you should mention that because I, I was a little turned off because up to that point I thought it was a news article and, you know, it was just kind of stating the facts and then, um, you know, kind of getting into more of just a, a feeling statement. It's an editorial. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that as I started reading it, but I, I just wanted it presented. Here are the facts. This idiot thinks this. So, All right. Yeah, so let's do sweaty balls here. Do this real quick. Yeah, let's tell, let's, us, yeah. tell us about your sweaty balls. Yeah, tell us about your sweaty balls. <laughs> They're not my sweaty balls. They're Ben and Jerry's sweaty balls. So I've, I've, this has been all, I've, I've seen this in the news already. So we're, we're a bit behind, but still a great thing to cover, especially with a um, group of the American Family Association, who I recommend going to their website and everything they um, protest, go Send emails to the same people with a counter protest saying, listen, if you listen to these guys, I'm no longer going to buy your products. Now, I actually did exactly that today. I, I wrote a letter to... to Sean Greenwood at Penn and Jerry's. Did you, okay. You, I was looking for an email address. I, um, they say to getting through Facebook, but yeah. It's Sean so... Greenwood at benjerry.com. All right. And, uh, I wrote and I said, I just, uh, uh, if you don't mind, I'll read it real quick. I said, I read with some amusement and the usual accompanying horror about the recent right-wing watch protest against your new flavor, Sweaty Balls. I just wanted to say I think the name is awesome and I appreciate your sense of humor. Please do not let these bigots impinge on your humor and do not worry about offending them or their protests. I suggest you let them boycott. In fact, encourage them to do so. Play up the fact that people who are against gay marriage and having fun should not buy your product. You may lose a sailor here or there, but I guarantee you'll make it up with people who support your stand. I won't be buying any other brand of ice cream, especially when I know a great company like yours supports equal rights and has a sense of fun. Thanks. And nice. I got a, I got a note back. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah. Just says, thanks. Uh, so nice of you to write. Thanks for your support. Hope you get to try the flavor. I mean, it's still sales, but. Yep. Yeah. But no, still, I, I encourage everyone to do that. Go to American Family Association. Look at the stuff they're saying. Boycott. And do a counter boycott because they have a lot of really don't do a counter boycott. Just, no, to. just just tell them that you support their position. You don't yeah. have to tell them if you if you cave to these right. people, I'll stop buying your product. No, let's not do that. Let's just but, support yeah. their position. Right. I, I think agree. the support is better so, than the threat. Yeah, absolutely. Now I, I have I to agree. report. I tried to I tried to purchase sweaty balls on the, over the weekend, and I have to report that Walmart apparently does not have any sweaty balls at all. <laughs> What they do have, however, and this was interesting, I have a picture, was as I was walking past the bedding section, they have a display of Trojans strapped to the pillow rack. Really? Yeah. Wow. Trojans bare That's skin. <laughs> Did yeah. you know that Walmart has like a um, an LDS section in their movies? Yeah, I'm not they have surprised. a specific they, Mormon yeah. section of movies in their collections. Well, and I refused- have not seen that at my Walmart, but I have seen... I have seen that they've got a section with a like a very hallmarky Christian bent. So yeah, that's yeah. Been so. Anyways, for those of you who we actually didn't go into detail exactly what's going on, um, I think most people know. But anyways, the ice cream company Ben and Jerry's released a new flavor called Sweaty Balls, based off of a Saturday Night Live sketch featuring Alec Baldwin. Um, and it was just a joke of As uh, um, sweaty. Yeah, and every year for Christmas he you know puts out his sweaty balls. And that's a big hit to the people that buy from his bakery. So, you know, as a joke, they, you know, they came out with the, an ice cream with that name. And needless to say, the American Family Association and some other groups are busy. Oh, it's vulgar and repulsive. And how could you do that? And are, you know, really upset at Ben and Jerry's for putting it out. And of course, Ben and Jerry's are saying like, listen, get a sense of humor. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, this isn't the first time they got a, um, I think it was last year, the year before they did, um, Hubby Hubby. Yeah. They have a, they've had a long chubby hubby. called Chubby Hubby. And in support of game they've got Cherry they Garcia. Called Hubby Hubby. Yeah. So, you know, they, they do, you know, they, they play around with their flavor names and they have fun. And, they, you know, but, you know, you're going to piss someone off when you decide to, you know, try and enjoy what you're doing. Yep. Anyway, so, yeah, so it was funny. Support them because they're awesome. Yes. All right. Tell me about, about Herman Cain and how God told him to run for president. Well, it's amazing how many conservatives run for president because God told them to, and or because you know they felt God was telling them to. And it's like, wait a moment, if, if every single one of you is doing this because God told you to, isn't God like kind of you know fighting? Well, apparently, he doesn't play favorites. <laughs> he, he just says, "All of you guys, I'm behind you one hundred percent. Go do it." 
But anyways, apparently Cain made some remarks about how hard he prayed. And that's when I prayed and prayed and prayed. I'm a man of faith. I had to do a lot of praying for this one. More praying than I've ever done before in my life. <laughs> and when I finally realized he, it was and God. And he prayed, he finally realized that God had told him to. Okay. Did God, God tell him to? This is did, what I did, needed to do. Did God also tell him to sexually harass his employees while he was? Uh, uh, well, he's comparing himself to okay. Moses, so you know he he, he said straight up, no, "I was like no, Moses." No, actually, the so, the the Rick Perry thing is being compared to Moses. Oh, no, I didn't saying, see a reference. He's right here comparing himself to Moses, straight out. He's saying, uh, "I was like Moses." You have the wrong man, Lord. Are you sure? Cain is such a humble individual. Anyone who who comes out and claims that God is telling them to run is a very humble person, after all. <laughs> Or a narcissist. <laughs> it, it was funny on uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. They said that you know that this week they oh, they forgot to write a show, um, but it, but it turned out okay because at the last minute the um, Republican presidential candidates wrote it for them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, then later on the article talks about how Rick Perry's wife compared Rick Perry to Moses, and um, that his hus her husband needed a burning bush to get him to um, run. <laughs> Okay, so exactly <laughs> what did she do to her bush to cause it to give that burning sensation? Yeah, that's no detail on that. I, I did have to ask that question. I'm thinking jalapeno juice. Uh, really? Cause See, of... you're like Pastor Driscoll. You spend way too much time thinking about things. I was thinking gonorrhea, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it burns when I pee. Now, what I like is he then goes into talking about how as president of they're going to get the space race back and won't have to um, get rights from Russia. Then it, the article points out that actually right now we're saving money by hitching rides with the Russians instead of keeping our own space shuttle program going. It was actually more expensive. Oh, yeah. To our shuttle was more expensive. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, but clearly Kane wants to reignite the Cold War that was so profitable for us. Yeah. Well, the other thing though was that he he said that um you know uh, he blamed Obama for for canceling the shuttle program. No, actually, the Bush administration did right. that. He canceled Constellation. Yeah. And as we you know we just had the interview last time and stuff like that. It's like no, they're trying to get more and more into the private sector because that's going to actually be more beneficial for NASA to focus on other things. If you get the private sector, it'd be the one that actually can get them up there. Um, so. The private sector is going to compete to do the best job for the cheapest amount. Oh, well, there, right. there's already some vehicles that are like, it's. I think it's down to like $1,000 per pound to get stuff into space. I mean, it's significantly cheaper. Right. And so, you know, trying not to be too political, Herman, you know, you get people like Herman Cain that are just so oblivious and just trying to play up to all these different things and they don't pay attention to what they're saying and how foolish they look. It's, you know, it's kind of scary, but it also reflects exactly where society is. But don't you, know. you find it interesting, though, that all these people – and this is – you know, it's become a rash that they all are, you know, are um, are trying to get that base, trying to get that, the you know, that religious base. And yeah. then they get in there and they don't do anything for them, but yet they continue – but, I mean, it just it, – it's, well, it's absurd. It, it's all talk more than anything yeah. else. And that's – you know, they, they buy it. They go into, oh, he's such a man of God. Yeah. We must vote for him. Brian, is it actually a rash or is it just a burning bush? <laughs> My geez, just a burning bush. <laughs> you, you know, but I, I, I trimmed up to prevent fire hazards. <laughs> wow. No, it's like the 1970s down there. Podcast to go. Kimberly, have you listened to our podcasts? Uh, you know, maybe I, not enough, I guess. <laughs> maybe not enough. <laughs> Before you came around, we were really bad. You've actually kept somewhat, you know, a, a bit above where we've often sunk to. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. I think that, I think that's it. I, is, is there anything else that we need to cover? Actually, can, can we just do real quick? Absolutely. Um, uh, Ian's ones on, uh, Peckman and the White House. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. sure. Okay. I thought, I thought those were interesting and, and Peckman is some of our little local flavor. Yeah, we like, yeah. we like our yeah, Peckman. Okay. Yeah, so... If he were, if he were a local flavor, uh, it's <laughs> and Jerry would call him Nutty Alien Guy. <laughs> Nutty Alien. Okay. That is a good name for it. <laughs> yeah. Or UFO. UFO. UFO nuts. Actually, that's a pretty well, that's a pretty pink, good idea. We should send UFO. that as an idea to Ben and Jerry's UFO nuts. No, we got to send them the video of pink UFO. 
Have you seen that? Yes. I, I have no idea what the hell it's about, but I've seen it. It's like, what? I just okay. felt like I was watching Waterworld when I was watching it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, anyway. You're not getting your six um, bucks back, buddy. So, about a well, week and a half, two weeks ago, Obama was um, out in Colorado, here in Denver, at the Aurora campus, to speak. And um, our great local UFO nut job, although we could probably find all sorts of other news. No, no, he's him. our former mayoral candidate, Jeff Peckman. Uh, anyway, so Jeff Peckman <laughs> decided to um, push the um, transparency government thing. He had signature, uh, you know, did you say how many signatures? Uh, so 11,496 signatures on um, this petition to get Obama to come clean about all the government conspiracies on UFO and all, all that they've been hiding from us all these years because Damn it, it's time for the government to release all that. He's going to get a ton of signatures and really push for it. And what I love is the proper reply the government did, which is pretty much what you expect. They come out and say, okay, listen, uh, we don't have any of that stuff. We can't tell you anything about it because there's nothing going on. And it even says that the, officially they would have just ignored it, except for the fact that they have a policy that says if you get enough people to... Sign the petition, they'll come forward. And they got enough people signed, they got petition with enough signatures, and so it's like, okay, we have to at least address it. We, we don't want to, it's kind of silly, but here it is. Listen, we have nothing. Could you please leave us alone? More lies. So, More lies. Of course. I don't know. All, you think it's I think the only, the only conspiracy that the government has been able to, be, able to successfully cover up for all this time has been the Kennedy assassination, hasn't it? <laughs> So then, so does that mean that they really do have the UFOs or not? You've confused me. I'm saying that if it, actually I'm saying that if the government really had UFOs, they wouldn't cover it up as well as as well as not having UFOs succeeds in. Sometimes you can't detect the conspiracy because there's no conspiracy. <laughs> All right, that's just proof for the conspiracy. Yeah, that's just yeah, exactly proof against the conspiracy. Well, is just proof for the conspiracy. So uh, once again, I mean, you know, I did find it interesting that that the the White House did go ahead and respond to these cuckoos. Well, like I said, um, they have a basic thing saying if you you know we have to respond to certain things that have enough support behind them. Just you know, that's going to be our policy, which I can understand. If, if so, it has enough right. signatures, they they have to address it. Yeah, they they put it to the right policy experts, and the policy experts say, okay, well, here's what you say. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it's good to have policies like that and stuff. But once again, on these articles, your best part of the reading experience is the comments. Because, oh, yeah. oh man, do the wackos come out at night. They're just all over the place. They're talking about, you know, the invention of transistors and um, just all sorts of stuff. They, they, they're they saying that um, the jobs bill that wasn't considered so we could get the motto, In God We Trust, to be reaffirmed, um, wouldn't be necessary if we would just come out with the reality of the alien contact we've had because that would generate more jobs. It's like, wow. Yeah, I saw I mean, that. They're, they're just out there. <laughs> I love this. I love this one comment. Basically, she's saying she has no faith in official statements. Therefore, there must be a conspiracy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and again, taking things out of context, like our earlier story about Einstein and stuff like that, you know, also, you know, most scientists believe that there's intelligent life out in the universe. You have to be an idiot not to believe it. And it's like, yeah, uh, mathematically, the idea that there's no more life in the universe than just on this planet. Most people who understand the, the numbers and the statistics and all that are going to conclude that there probably is. That does not mean they're in your backyard talking to the yetis you have living back there. They're eating blueberry muffins, right? I yes. mean, it's, it's the same you know, goddamn thing. What I what I don't get is why Pacman wants to focus on the information that the government has or supposedly doesn't have, instead of actually addressing the vegan menace that's actually living among us. The people from Vega are they're here. They're not eating meat. Or have I misunderstood what yeah. vegans are? You, you, you might have it. <laughs> no, no, you're right on. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody tell him. <laughs> okay, we will. We'll tell him. All right. Well, good. <laughs> I think we're going to call it right there. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having us. Oh, sure. <laughs> 
you. Okay. Yeah, say good night. Podcast. Good night, everyone. Yeah, all right. Good, good night. night. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under Creative Commons, no derivatives, 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. 